Hey there, Lisa. Um, let me rename you. Um, all right. Hi. So, so far you're the only person on. Is there anything you wanted to talk about today? Can you hear me okay? the start of a weekend, a long weekend, hopefully for everybody. So is there anything that you wanted to get coaching on today? You can go in the chat or you can raise your hand. Um, yeah, you can go to, I wonder if your phone will still work. Can you, let's see. Can you just try to talk? There we go, maybe. Yeah. So, okay. I'm putting you on the spot because you're the only one here. So okay, it. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Yeah, what's going on? Um. So, is your hair different? It looks different. I like it. No more Short. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I was thinking. Um. This is. And I haven't done a model on it, but I was thinking about how I would do a model on this. Um, so I guess somebody in our office space, um, or somebody that enters our office space in our clinic has, was, um, maybe acquiring some things that weren't their own. And, uh, so security placed some cameras like that look like speakers or, um, um, outlets mm -hmm. uh, and they've kind of moved them around. And that was several months ago. And then all of a sudden I noticed that the, um, outlets, outlet cameras are back. Um, and I don't know that there's a new issue. So I talked with the office manager, um, and she contacted the head of security and they said that, um, they can leave those anytime they need to at any, and they don't have to inform us and it, in any public area. And it also can except for the restrooms and locker rooms. And unfortunately I do have a little office. Um, and a lot of times when I have to work after midnight or so, either in the OR or putting in central lines or such, mm -hmm. I'll just spend the nights. And cause I set up a little like cot in there. Mm -hmm. So 
and then I'll change clothes, you know, when they're a lot, cause you know, surgeons change clothes a lot. Mm-hmm. So just, I was really bothered by that because basically they said they could just put cameras wherever they want. <laughs> Including your office. Yes, yes. Yes. And I'm thinking like, do I talk to the hospital president? I'm like, you know, I don't really want to be here at night anyway, but since I have to be, I don't really want to feel like I'm on camera. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's do a model on it and we'll see what comes up. Yes. So I think my, um, the fact is cameras anywhere in the office at any time, any in not knowing about it. Um, right. So cameras in office, anywhere, anywhere you said public, but your office office doesn't sound public. Well, they consider it public. They said anything that's not the bathroom. Cause so the chief of security was like, well, just tell her not to change in her office anymore. But that seems silly. I don't <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. Um, so anywhere, anytime, I guess public basically means not the bathroom or locker room. Yes. I mean, is there any patient care areas? Yeah, I guess they mean they can put them. I, at one time I thought he said they can't put them in the exam rooms either. Um, which certainly you. I, I should clarify on that because then I could just go change in that. But, you know, it's when you have a, a um, drawer of clean scrubs in your office, it's just easier to do it right there. Yeah. I mean, it's like a call room, basically. Yes, um, right. Exactly. So are there cameras in the actual call rooms? I don't know. I, you know, I don't use the call room very often because a lot of times when I go down there, somebody else is in them. Mm-hmm. So plus they don't have like computer access as easy. And so I usually just use my office cause I don't know. I spend so much time in there anyway. Yeah. Okay. So I guess my thought would be I don't want somebody looking at me on camera (laughs) or I'm uncomfortable with worrying about it. Not that there's there's cameras in there, but we all know that cameras are tiny anymore. Yeah. So is it, is worried you're feeling or um, Uh, you said uncomfortable and you said worried? Yes. Um, worried because I think that's, what's getting me like, they're probably never going to put cameras in my office, mm-hmm. but I worry about it. Do you currently have cameras in your office? I don't think so, but who knows <laughs> now I'm worried about it. <laughs> and can I just ask one point of clarification when you spoke with them, did they, did they say that they would disclose where the cameras actually are. It seems like no, no disclosure. And and that's their prerogative. They don't have to. Well, that's what the chief of security said. And 
So there's so, no way for you to know if you're on camera or not. Right. Just hmm. basically, um, I've been informed now. I mean, I guess all of us, it's just never, it probably everybody's been informed. We just didn't realize it there. So again, maybe I'm not understanding fully, but is it a camera that you can see and notice that is a camera or is it some kind of like CIA thing where there's this in, in conspicuous, you know, it's like nanny right. cam type thing. Well, um, they are, they are not, they're not like webcams or anything. They are cameras that they're like one. So two have been in our office. One was a, um, that looked like a little speaker, like a little computer speaker. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other one that we, that's in there currently, like it's in our, in our clinic and it's under one of the desks that one of the nurses sits at probably about 50% of the time. Um, it, it's, um, it looks like a outlet, but you can't plug anything in. And that one's traveled around like the main hallway in the clinic where the desks are, um, the, and the exam rooms. So it's because I, one day I was like, what is that work? How did that get? It was like right under a counter. It was kind of a, like, there would not be a plug in there. <laughs> and so now this, now it's underneath a desk, which kind of is what spurred this one, because I was like, that's not really a great place for a camera underneath a a desk um, where people are sitting kind of at chair level. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, people, I, I think it would be rare for people to not be wearing pants, but still kind of weird. Well, it is. Yeah. Um, okay. So thanks for clarifying that. Um, so let's just review. We've got cameras in the office, any uh -huh. anywhere public potentially in your own office where you sit and do your work and have a cot and change clothes when you're on call. Mm -hmm. Yes. And right now you don't think there are any cameras there, but potentially there could be at some point in time and you right. wouldn't know, potentially right. you wouldn't know. And so you have this thought, I don't want someone looking at me on camera, which right. creates a feeling of worried. And when you're worried, what do you do? I worry about, I, um, well, like if I, let's say next week when I'm on call and I'm, you know, working late into the night and I finally go get in my little cot and then I'm going to lay there thinking, oh my gosh, I can't sleep because am I on camera? So imagine what yes. call will be like. Yes. Next week and worry about it. Yes. Anything else? Um, the other action would be, I get upset about it and then I have to try to take a step back, but I'm probably gonna talk to administration. And then I've also been talking to my partners and the nurses because we all know those that at least that one camera is there right now. So mm -hmm. 
What did you say about taking a step back? What did that mean? Well, I didn't want to go while I was angry. So my, my kids play hockey and there's some USA hockey rule that says that you can't, if you're upset at the coach, you have to wait 24 hours to go talk to them. So (laughs) that that's, you know, that's a good, I think it's a good thing in our life too, to kind of. Yeah. Press the pause button. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. So you're using hockey rules, right? Of course. Hockey moms. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then, so what result is this creating for you? Well, I can't sleep. I won't, I feel like I can't sleep in my office and then I'm thinking, what else could I do? Do I get a little tent for my bed? But that would be weird. It's already weird to have a little cot in my office, but. Mm-hmm. So, I, it's, yeah. So even though you don't know if a camera's in there and probably maybe, I don't know, there isn't one in there right yeah, now. Probably not. It's like you're living as if it is. Right. and living in like discomfort. Right. Now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what do you want it to be? I, my result would like, would be that I don't want cameras in my office. But they're there, right? Well, or there's potential for them to be there. Yes. Um, So. um, What the heck just happened? Oh, there we go. So I guess this goes where I can't control other people. And if they want to put cameras in my office, they. Are you still there? I think I lost you. Uh Oh, shoot. That's okay. Mm, That's so weird. You want me to mute and unmute, you think? No, I can hear you now. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I just went away for a second. Technological support was helping me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd just like to offer something here. Okay. When we talk about the model, we always emphasize that the circumstances outside of us and we encourage people to think about you know changing your internal world so that we're not you know at the mercy of the circumstance but there's really there's no rule against changing the circumstance like there isn't and it Mm -hmm. doesn't it's not like a cop-out and it's not bad to change a circumstance so Mm -hmm. if you you know want that, that's Uh okay. That's totally okay. We just Mm want to also realize that our thought processes are the things we carry with us from place to place. And so if it's the thought process that's giving any discomfort, which it often is, then we, you know, we just want to know that that's where you have your control now. So it could be useful to 
you know, figure out a way to, um, just manage your own mind while there's still the potential for these cameras to be in your office. And then who knows, maybe that'll help you strategize a way to communicate with admin or security or whomever for a change in that policy. So it's almost like managing your mind helps you to change the circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, anyway, so if you had any, like, if we, if we just know for now, just for demonstration's sake, that the cameras are going to be there, like anytime and you can't control that, like how, what's your experience of that? What do you want it to be? Um, well, I, I guess the, the, the goal would be to not be bothered by that. The action would be to not be bothered by that. Um, But may I ask why? Well, it, it's kind of like you just, it's just part of the job. (laughs) Yeah. So that's definitely an option. There's no question about it. You could be like, well, just is what it is. And this is the policy. And I'm just going to, you know, practice like Mm -hmm. um, accepting it, you know, Mm -hmm. or like there are other alternatives too. And I just wonder if anything else would be attractive to you since ultimately you're, if you're bothered by something, then um, like, what is the reason you're bothered by that? And should we really listen to that and pay attention to that and really like lean into that? Right. So you can become a force to get a different result. Yes. You no. Know? Yeah. Yes. So if you could have it anyway, um, and it's up to you and it doesn't matter to me, I just want you to see how you're in charge of your, of how you feel about it and how, and how you act in it. Well, my ideal situation would be that the, that they would not put cameras in my office. So that I, I mean, that my action with that is that I need to go to administration and say, Hey, if you're, if you want me to take all this call, then I can't have cameras in my office. You just have to assure me there's not going to be cameras in my office. Right. So we go, so I'm going to put that in your action line, go to administration with your, with a, with a clear case, right. With Mm -hmm. a clear case against cameras in office. Uh And so if you go to administration worried, like pre hockey rules. Yeah. Right. um, I imagine that you would be kind of presenting a a case for no cameras in the office in one way. And then this seems like you might be presenting your case in a different way. So what energy would you like to fuel that? Well, I would like uh, distinct points. I'm going to put distinct points and here's the evidence. I take call one fifth of the time. The the ICU is super busy. We almost every time Every night, one of us has to put a central line in. Um, we're also covering, of course, all the ER stuff. So 
The this, call room is always occupied. Yeah, call room is always occupied. Who knows? Those could have cameras in them too. They're, you know, they're basically saying only the restroom and locker room. Yeah. It's really not safe to be driving back and forth at night. Yes. Yes. I'm just going to help you out here because even though, um, you know, we're supposed to hold space and not like um, jump in the pool with you, I feel like to a certain degree, having cameras in places where you really need time to conduct private business is um is a violation right (laughs) yeah i I feel like it is (laughs) and again we don't know if they're there right now or not but it's like they could be anytime any anybody in security decides right because that's the policy right yes like now since i'm saying something about it then maybe they put one in (laughs) yeah exactly okay cool so now we're gonna say we're gonna change the policy or yes. advocate, advocate to change policy, change policy. Okay. So what fuel, like what energy do you need to have in order to do these actions? So like from what energy are you going to go to administration with this clear case against cameras in the office and potentially call room and then have like these points you're going to talk about and yes, you know, well, my, my feeling has to be more level-headed, like well, maybe yeah. that's an, that's an action, but, um, um, so I need to feel concise and factual and, the, and I actually have to take the emotion out of it that right. here's the situation and here's the problem. And yeah, I see what you mean. Like, I think level-headed is a great way to describe that feeling like there are times when I feel like I'm a fucking lunatic Uh and I'm like, ah, and then there are other times when I feel quite level-headed where I'm able to be really measured and, you know, clear and communicate with some strength. And does that make sense? I think level-headed works. Yeah. Okay. So what would you need to think about these cameras in the office and ever in order to feel level-headed? Um, my thought needs to be that this is a problem and administration may not even realize that this is, uh, the prerogative and I have the power to do something about it. So admin may not even know and I have the power to change this policy. Yes. Holy crap, that is so good. And then your result is gonna be? I just want them not to have cameras in the personal office space. Right, your result is you're gonna change the goddamn policy. Yeah, right. because you know, you have the power, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to add that. You know, you have the power. Oh my gosh. That's so good. And now we can see how different these two models are. And again, 
there's no like right way or wrong way to think about it. It's just the way that feels like crap or the way that serves you in some way. And, um, you know, now that I'm doing all this trauma stuff and just realizing how certain things can be so triggering for people, um, cameras, it's a really interesting, it's really interesting. So in my office, we have policies all over the place that say explicitly cameras are not allowed. So it's really interesting how your, your hospital has a policy and I understand the purpose. It sounds like it was in an effort to, to reduce maybe, um, theft or something like that. Yeah. But there are, um, in, I guess I'm no attorney, but in a medical setting, it just seems like there's privacy issues that would be at play. I'm just spitballing. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right about the, yeah, there, there's definitely policies about not recording um, office visits. So, I mean, yeah. in my personal office is where I go to call patients right, and, and look up, you know, data in the EMR and make decisions. And mm-hmm. so this is, um, this is great. I think this will help people too. So they can see how, when we are faced with a circumstance that is just, you know, something that's challenging for us. And then of course we are going to be going to that default thinking because that's just what we do. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what we're supposed to do. It's what our brains are set up for. Um, but we can also see here that being stuck, worried, isn't going to get you very far with changing anything. And then your 24 hour hockey pause is the best because that allows like all the nervous system to calm down, which actually allows you to be more in your prefrontal cortex anyway. So that hockey policy is genius to build in a little bit of time to kind of get the emotion out of it. And then you can bounce over here to your, um, intentional model. Mm -hmm. Do you know who you need to talk to? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to decide if I start with just the head of security who recited these policies, but I, I figure it's bigger than him. And I, Mm -hmm. the office manager that his boss, that he'd be happy to meet with his boss and the president of the hospital, and they're all going to tell us the same thing. So maybe that says, I just need to go above him. Yeah. I, I don't like to go above people, but. I mean, there's, you know, I, we could talk about that, why you don't like to go above people, but I think, you know. <laughs> yes, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a really good one. Um, okay. Let me hit the save button and let's see here. Let me stop screen share. Looks like, looks like it's still just you and me. So we can keep talking about it or we can, we can call it a day. It's up to you. Um, I think, you know, it is hard for us I'm just going to speak for myself. I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I also, um, 
like if I were faced with something similar, I know I would be like, oh my gosh, I just don't want to rock the boat. I, I have a tendency to kind of toe the party line. And I've been noticing how I do that lately. And um, so this past Monday, I told my office manager that I wanted my RVU report. I wanted to know, I mean, I, I, cause I want to go part-time and I said, these are my terms. And if you guys can't make this happen, then I want to know what steps I need to take to leave this practice. <laughs> and it felt so amazing. And then I immediately was like, oh my gosh, what was I doing? What was I saying? Who was that person? Um, but I rocked the boat and lo and behold, it like churned up a whole bunch of discussions. And so now I've been invited to be on this committee where we're going to be talking with the hospital about changing our practice model and all this other stuff. And I was like, all right, well, this actually works. If you are clear and you know exactly what you want and you make a case for it and you have all this data, it's like, what are they going to say? It's, it was really empowering to do that. So I hope you have the same experience when you go talk to your admin. Yes. Well, good job on, on that. Yeah. Thank you. And I think that's, that is going to be coming up even more and more because, you know, people, we all need to adapt how we're not like doctors were years ago when they Mm -hmm. just, things, things are changing and um, clinics have to change with the time. I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, and it's exciting, actually. It's exciting to be a part of it. It's exciting to understand how the care and treatment of surgical patients is just going to keep getting better and better. And we're going to figure out ways to move forward. And um, I have some, you know, I have senior partners that I really love and respect, but. I recognize that um, that model just doesn't work. Right. So we'll just keep moving. (laughs) Somebody's got to blow it all up. (laughs) Um, And then I also was actually recently talking with a locums company because that's my backup plan. And I found out that in St. Louis, um, because, you know, my mom is sick. Um, Mm -hmm. I I don't even like saying that she's sick because she really isn't sick. Like she doesn't feel ill. This is caught super, super early, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And apparently one of the hospitals there that I used to work at, um, like their orthopedic service line just like completely disintegrated. And I heard that they are utilizing locums to cover their orthopedic service line. I'm going to have to get verification of that. But, um, I was like, Whoa, that might be kind of a cool thing to be able to do that and just do locums. So I don't know. We'll see. And maybe you could even take a, um, a leave of absence from your current position so that you could do that for a while. Mm-hmm. that would let them kind of work out what they could do as well. Ooh, I hadn't thought of that. 
That's a great idea. So, oh my gosh, I'd never thought of that. Like you guys work out your crap. I'm going to take a leave of absence. Actually, that's really, that's brilliant because um, I've been thinking about what to do in case their timeline for this whole thing is longer than my timeline. So, hmm, I like it. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing your, um, your circumstance with us today. I really appreciate it. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, I think I'm good for now. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So that was, uh, that was good. I will still, is it okay with you if I still post this since it was just like a one-on-one session, if I still post it to the group? Okay. I think people will really be happy to hear that one. Yes. Okay, great. Well, I hope you have a really great, uh, uh, holiday. I hope yes. you're doing central lines in your office with people watching you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. Yeah. Okay. Have a good one. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye.